It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Whether you're watching the Bengals from the comfort of your own home or going to Paul Brown Stadium, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football. Watching. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone out there listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're going to take some time in this episode to thank our listeners. We've had an incredible year in terms of listener growth, in terms of community growth, in terms of podcast growth. So we really appreciate all of you. But before we get there, James, we have to talk about some injuries. There's a quarterback controversy in Cincinnati. Brandon Allen limited in practice. We're going to start with taking a look at the Bengals injury report from Wednesday. This is our last episode of the week. In case you missed that programming note yesterday, we will not have an episode coming out after Christmas Eve for Christmas, so we'll be back on Sunday after today. So today we're going to cover those injuries. We're going to give you some things to watch for coming off of the biggest win, not even really arguably, of the Zach Taylor era, and we'll do some holiday spirit year-in-review kind of stuff, although not full year-in-review because, well, we have the new year for that, and that's... Still, what, about a week away, James? Yep, about a week away. 2020, the end of 2020 is almost here. You've got a week to think about those New Year's resolutions. I'm curious to know how many of them will be Bengals related for our fanatical listeners out there. But let's take a look at these injuries that are coming out ahead of this Houston Texans game. I feel like the Bengals never have a really good time going down to Houston. Let's see who they'll have available to them for this edition of the Houston trip. James, let's focus first on the most significant injury on this list for Zach Taylor's Bengals. Zach Taylor looking to maintain that momentum that he established with Ryan Finley 
as a starting quarterback, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan Finley, 500 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. How about that for a career record for a quarterback? He helped you get Joe Burrow, and then he beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's got to be some sort of legend of Ryan Finley building here that, that you could construct and piece together. But Brandon Allen limited on Wednesday, and I really think that he would be the starter for the Bengals if he can be healthy, but Ryan Finley won a game against the Steelers. Does that change things for Brandon Allen? We asked Zach about it on Wednesday, and he hesitated a little bit, and then he praised Finley, which is interesting. He said how tough Finley was, how tough he played, the hits he took, how he battled. And I'm not sure, to be honest with you, because Brandon Allen played really well, I thought, against Dallas. Not great, but he was good. And um, so if you look at that performance – do you want 90% of Brandon Allen or 80% of Brandon Allen or, the, or what Ryan Finley gave you against the Steelers and arguably the NFL's best defense? It's it's a good problem to have, I guess, because both guys are probably pretty confident going into Sunday, which would have been laughable just a few weeks ago. But here we are. How about that? Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley feeling confident leading the Cincinnati Bengals football team into week 16 action against the Houston Texans down in Houston. Houston games in Houston in particular have a weird way around the Bengals. TJ Yates, everybody remembers that nightmare. But this time it's Deshaun Watson. So there's a real quarterback, the best quarterback the Bengals will have faced in quite a while in this football season in week 16. And that'll be a big test for Lou Anarumo's guys who have been going against a relatively soft schedule and they've been succeeding with it. They've been flourishing, in fact, you could even argue. That defense does look to be relatively healthy, but there are a couple names that did not participate for that unit on Wednesday. That's Darius Phillips, who had a fantastic game against the Steelers, getting his hands onto at least three Ben Roethlisberger passes, and Logan Wilson still out with that ankle injury. So Logan Wilson running out of time for his year at this point. You hope he gets healthy, get a few more reps in there. But Logan Wilson still not practicing with the ankle. And Darius Phillips, whose presence in the secondary is such a significant upgrade over the other guys Lou Anarumos had to run out there, like Tony Brown, who had a very bad game when he finally got in there, or LaShawn Sims, who's been consistently picked on all year. If Phillips can't go, yeah, you've still got William Jackson. You've still got Mackenzie Alexander. Neither of those guys on the injury report. But Deshaun Watson... And opposing quarterbacks generally will just pick on LaShawn Sims and they will get first downs when they need to by throwing at LaShawn Sims. And if previous weeks are any indication, it's just going to work again. Uh, I think it will. I I think that that's certainly a a concern here because you're talking about a guy who's mobile, who's athletic. You didn't get much of a pass rush anyway until Monday against the Steelers when Carl Lawson was just amazing. If you don't pressure Watson, and even if you do, he could still beat you because he's an elite athlete and he's a playmaker. And heck, we saw it when he was a rookie at Paul Brown Stadium when he had that amazing run that uh, kind of just started the, the Deshaun Watson hype train. And it uh, it continued from there. So there's there's no denying that having guys with quality ball skills in the lineup, Darius Phillips, you, you saw the difference against Pittsburgh and you'd see it again this Sunday, I think, if LaShawn Sims is getting the nod because Phillips is out. And that's It's really been Phillips' big problem, right? When he's out there, he's been productive. He's just been really struggling with injuries. So hopefully this isn't something that's serious and he can take the field on Sunday. 
I suppose the good news for that secondary is that they won't have to deal with speedster Will Fuller, who will be out with the suspension for the Texans. The other noteworthy injury, of course, is Tyler Boyd, who suffered a concussion on a jump ball, really an underthrown ball from Ryan Finley that should have taken him into the end zone. Instead, it becomes a contested catch situation. Boyd jumping up for it, going up high, landing on his back, his head snapped back, hit the ground. He left the game. He didn't come back. So he's dealing with that concussion. And if he's not practicing on Thursday, I think it's safe to say that he will miss this week with that concussion and we'll look forward to seeing if he can get back for the season finale against Baltimore. Coming up next, James, in the spirit of Christmas, and we've already made our Christmas wishes for Joe Burrow to never sustain that sort of injury again. The other side of the Christmas spirit, at least so I've been told, as someone who's never celebrated Christmas in my life, is gratitude. And so we're going to extend some gratitude to you, the listeners, for the year we've had before we give you some things to watch for in week 16 as Zach Taylor tries to keep the momentum going. We talk about them all the time here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. They come in 18 amazing flavors, whether you're looking for lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, my personal favorite mint brownie. Built Bar has something for everyone, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste amazing. That's not the best part about Built Bar protein bars. It's the fact that they're great with your macros. You're looking to get that 2021 summer bod. It's earned now, and it starts with Built Bar. They're high in protein, low in sugar, perfect as you try to achieve your fitness goals. And you can check them out right now. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Like Bill Barr, you've also heard us talk a lot about betonline.ag in the last week. That's going to be an ongoing partnership. It's the one place that has you covered for any kind of sports bet you want to make. It's the one place that we trust. Again, that's betonline.ag. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. And I want to talk about a specific prop bet today that I find very interesting. Derrick Henry to go over 2,000 rushing yards is pretty severely an underdog in the yes or no category. It's plus 200 that yes, he will break 2,000 yards. It's minus 300 that no, he will not break 2,000 rushing yards. On the season so far, Derrick Henry has totaled 1,679 rushing yards, but in his last six games, he's averaging 140 rushing yards per game. And that includes games of 178, 215, and 147 rushing yards. They've got games against the Green Bay Packers, who have a pretty good defense, and against the Houston Texans, who have a pretty bad defense. The Bengals get to get a preview of that this week. So what do you think? Does he do better than the 140 yards per game he's done in the last few weeks to get over 2,000 yards? Well, you can check it out on betonline.ag. You get that 50% welcome bonus, like I mentioned. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON. Go check them out for that prop and all the games, all the player props you could ever want. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It's gratitude time here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. As Jake said, first off, Merry Christmas Happy holidays to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. And Jake, we we fumbled the ball like Jeremy Hill in crunch time this month because we got a bunch of Spotify 
tweet of your urine review uh, from your listens on Spotify. And we got to shout out some of our listeners, whether it's Grillmeister, Zach Kirchner, Bangalorean, who shouts us out every damn day. He's the Bengal superhero. Tiki Nola, Gary, Lorenzo Soros, and Commissioner Yaz. I mean, you guys are the best. And uh, I know Jake's blushing right now. I'm blushing. And we are uh, extremely thankful for all of our, our loyal listeners here at Locked on Bengals. We're nearly up 100% year over year, James, in listens. And the number of people that sent us those year review Spotify snapshots, those numbers have gone up and we can't name them all. So if you sent it to us, know that we saw it. I think we favorited and retweeted like every single one. They do warm our heart deeply and we just appreciate all of you very, very much. It's been really cool to see, you know, I've been doing it now, James, since last February, Joe and I took it over and you came back in May and the numbers just keep going up. The network keeps growing and that's really cool to be a part of. So just wanted to take a couple minutes here on this Christmas edition of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. And thank you all, because without you, there is no us and you make it happen. Damn right they do. Damn right they do. And the the, the ceiling is the roof. Is that the phrase, Jake, that you want to no use? Ceiling. <laughs> just like Ryan Finley, baby. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. The Ryan Finley jokes. We uh, we're going to dive into a crossover on uh, on previewing Sunday's game against the Texans. And we'll do that coming up in just a bit. Jake, do you want the Bengals to beat the Texans? You don't even know this is coming. Do you want them to beat the Texans and potentially drop in the draft order on Sunday? I was very in the middle on this until our old friend Joe Goodberry tweeted yesterday. It's more important to be on the right path as a franchise now that you've got your quarterback than it is to accumulate draft capital. So it's more important that Zach Taylor somehow gets his shit together (laughs) and proves that he can be the guy, proves that he will be the guy, turns the corner, if, if you want to call beating Pittsburgh, you want to compare that to Brian Flores beating the Patriots last year, then he needs to win the last couple games and, and have a strong showing. Now, is that optimal? No, because they do need so much talent on this roster. They really do. And having the third pick versus the sixth or seventh pick makes a world of difference in terms of how much you can add in the draft. So... I mean, I really do see both sides of it, but the argument Joe made, which is that when you have the quarterback, well, now you need the coach. So if Zach Taylor turns out to be the coach and he does it by continuing strong, creative performances and out-scheming his opposition against Houston and against Baltimore, so be it. We'll take the draft hit. And and it's going to be a little bit hard for me to stomach because I always look at the long term. But if Zach Taylor's the coach, the path forward becomes much easier. And, and that's a big, big if. It's a huge if. And the reality is, is it's not the case, right? I it, That's the thing is as great as it's been. 
this week and as fun as Monday was, and it was fun and I think refreshing for everybody from the Bengals to fans to us to you know everybody just to be able to talk about a win, the reality is is that's more than more likely than not. And I, I and I don't think it's 55 45, like 80, 90 to 20 to 10, something in that range. Fool's gold. And it, it it's just as much to do about the the Steelers and Ben potentially being done and them taking the Bengals lightly as it is anything, right? And, and so that's the problem is, of course, I would give up the Bengals' next three first-round picks if they have this star coach that, you, you know, we, we talked about Andy Reid a few weeks ago on the pod. Yeah, I'd give up the next their next three ones, including the third overall pick, if Zach is that. But he isn't that. And we know that part of it already. So, like, yeah, he's probably back, but... What what is he? Are we letting this cloud our judgment? Let, let's say they do beat Houston on Sunday. Is that does that really change how you view him, or was it just such a shock that they beat Pittsburgh and then maybe they beat a weak Houston team? I still think they lose to Baltimore regardless of what Zach does. But who knows? Maybe they win. So I get that argument. I just think even if they they win out, we're not going to be like, oh, he's the guy. He might be better than we thought four weeks ago. But but that's why I lean the other way. I think if if they can get that third pick, and that could mean trading back to seven, but having that better pick, winning is one thing. How about we lose with style, right? If I'm a Bengals fan, that's what I'm saying. Let's lose with style the next two weeks. Not rooting for them to lose, but that's just the reality of it. If you could lose but feel good about it, then you could kind of get the best of both worlds and thread the needle. And, and I think that's potentially what they could do here because beating Pittsburgh's great. If you lose to Houston on the road, not the end of the world. And then obviously losing to Baltimore in, in the last game of the season, a game they're going to need wouldn't be anything to scoff at either. Well, but they, they do need to get Zach his first road win. We've been talking about that all season long. So getting a first road win is another milestone, just like beating the Steelers is something of a milestone for Zach Taylor. And I get it. If, if you've made up your mind about Zach Taylor, and many fans have, and I mostly have as well, but... Like Joe, I, I am trying to keep an open mind here. And and I know a few weeks ago I said there's nothing he can do. But when we weren't recording, it was always like, what if he what if he beats Pittsburgh? And we laughed at it, right? Because mm-hmm. it was so outlandish. But then he did it. And and that has forced me to reconsider. Yes, it's probably a fluke. Yes, the Bengals have been fooled by these weird December runs in the past, and it happened with Shula. And a lot of people have compared Taylor to Shula. But what if he turns a corner? What if it is truly the career-changing moment for Zach Taylor? That possibility, I think, exists. I think that it's a slim chance. And I think that there's no way of knowing what that's going to mean until next year. So I, I think Zach's back. And given that he's back... You want him to be as good as he can. I don't know if there's such a thing as losing in style, James, because if they lose a close game, it's going to be, oh, they didn't finish again. It's the same as early in the year. They can't finish games. Um, So I think that that is a challenge to, to find a satisfying loss at this point just because they've lost so much. But hey, we'll, we'll see what happens here and, and we'll see what happens in the draft. The, the reason that I'm less concerned about it is just that, as as I've said a lot this week, Getting the quarterback is is so much more important than getting the tackle. 
I know everybody out there wants Penny Sewell to be the next Anthony Munoz for the Bengals. The reality is, A, it's a tackle. And, and yeah, Anthony Munoz was great, but a tackle only gets you so far. And you can get a marginally worse tackle in the draft by winning. And, and you win then. You still can improve the tackle position. It's just not Sewell. And also there's questions about Sewell. So those are the things that, that I have in mind. And, and it does hurt the trade back chances if you're thinking about just like the overall draft capital and like I said they do need a lot of ca- a lot of talent generally so more picks would be good but being that we can't have the best of all worlds here I don't think I I want Zach Taylor to prove he's a guy in the best case and if he's not the guy then they lose anyway and and then they're picking third and not that you can prove that he's a guy in two games but finishing the season strong at least makes it more likely than if he didn't finish the season strong I guess. And that's a long rambling way of saying whatever happens, happens. And I hope they make the most of it. And you want them to win. And that's fine. That's, that's a fair outlook. I'm never going to rip anyone for that. And I get that. And that's a healthy way to look at it. But I, I'm not going to let Monday completely erase certain things that, that, that I, I view. And I'm not saying you are or fans are either. But like it's it's easy to get caught up and feeling good about this team. Let's see how he does it now after having a little success. And that, that that's the other argument there too. Hey, if the Bengals respond well, look, it's for the first time since he became head coach, they've sustained something. They've never won back to back games, so that would be multiple milestones. And and so I, I think that 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 aspect and that storyline is going to be interesting as well. Up next, we'll be joined by both hosts of the Locked On Texans podcast to break down Sunday's game. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's crossover time here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. And let's welcome our two friends from Locked On Texans in Cody Davis, John Hickman, both here. Fellas, appreciate the time. Let's start with just the, the general outlook for the Houston Texans. How surprised are you guys that they're four and 10 this season after an offseason full of interesting and potentially controversial moves? Every move that was made, and we can call it a calculated move by uh, Bill O'Brien, but every move that was made during the offseason this year and last year as well truly led to where we are right now. Uh, You can go all the way back to trading Jadavion Clowney to uh, Seattle, right? You make that move, and now you can't stop the run. Uh, You can look at Trading Larry Tunsil, trading for Larry Tunsil and Kenny Steels, uh, that's a part of the chaos because now we have, we're going to have a very difficult time in fixing our team here in Houston. You can look at the DeAndre Hopkins move. You can look at bringing in David Johnson with that move. You can look at a lot of things, and we shouldn't be surprised. And throughout the entire offseason, we were force fed uh, a lot of lies because. Bill O'Brien and his coaching staff and his front office liked the guys that they brought in because they were 
guys that they can kind of control a little bit. They they were not big personalities, and Bill big and Bill O'Brien has had uh, several run-ins with players with bigger personalities. It goes back to Dwayne Brown, and so where we sit at with four wins on the season, heartbreaking losses, games where we should have won. Uh, overall, this is just a part of the game. Any given Sunday, any Sunday of, of the season and any season of a career, uh, like a prime of Deshaun Watson, you never know what's going to happen. It just so happened it got around to him. And now we're sitting at four wins, a terrible season, and a very difficult future to manage in repairing what has been broken. Cody, where are Texans fans' minds at right now? Because I know Bengals fans are – you know, thinking about the draft to a degree, and obviously the Bengals right now set to pick third overall. Well, the Texans don't have their first round pick. So is it focusing on health? Is it focusing on maybe getting a win or two down the stretch and building momentum, the coaching and GM search? Well, where are Texans fans' minds at right now? Um, They're just focused on the offseason. I've said this multiple times here on this show that this is going to be the most important offseason in franchise history because not only are you looking for a general manager and a head coach, at the end of the day, whoever you bring in, I'm pretty sure they're going to be around for the next five to six years, which means they're going to be writing the story for Deshaun Watson's career as a Houston Texan. And right now, you know, from a fan perspective, everyone is just done with this season. Well, hell, they've been done with this season after the 0-4 start. There was a little bit of a hope after Romeo Cannell came in and took over, and you saw there was a couple games where the Texans should have won, like the game in Tennessee and in the two heartbreaking games that they lost against Indianapolis. But at this point, um, they're just focusing on, hoping and praying that this team's that this team bring, brings in the perfect candidate for their next head coach. We have a ton of guys we're looking at. Some of them we're hoping and praying that they are still be on the market. Some of them we'll give them a nod to, but that that's the mindset of this team. And to be honest with you, from a fan standpoint, I honestly don't think that they have been watching the Texans ever since the first heartbreaker against the Indianapolis Colts, <laughs> because um, there was a report that came out that has said the last two weeks, the ratings for the Texans have not looked so well. So everyone is just done with this season. They're just ready to move on to 2021. And I, I get that from a fan's perspective. Uh, the one guy that doesn't seem to be done and, and is balled out really over the past two months, and, and you expect it, but I think there was an adjustment period early on in the year. It's Deshaun Watson. I mean, you look at his numbers over the past eight games or so, and he's just playing at a, a really, really high level. What have you seen from him over this stretch? Because this is a Bengals defense that has played pretty well over the past five weeks, but I, I don't think they've seen a quarterback uh, nearly as talented as a guy like Deshaun Watson. Well, what we have seen out of Deshaun Watson is basically him starting to scratch the surface of how good he can be. Because, look, we know the first three years of his career, we we knew how good Deshaun Watson is. But the only thing that was bothering me, John, and everyone else around the city of Houston is the fact that we felt that Bill O'Brien was kind of holding Deshaun Watson back. You moved Deshaun, you, you, you moved Bill O'Brien out the way, and now – Romeo Cannell and Tim Kelly has given Watson the freedom to go out there and make those to, to, to go out there and make audibles and actually go out there and, and take risk with the plays because you have a versatile quarterback. And <clears throat> what this guy has been doing ever since the 0-4 start, which he was still good, by the way, I want to add. But what this guy has been able to do over the 
since the 0 and 4 start has is just it's just him scratching the surface of how good he can be. I do want to add that I, I'm really disappointed of the Texans record because if they had somewhat of a respectable record, this team could have placed their quarterback in MVP discussions. And I don't know how you might feel about this, but I'm on record by saying I believe that Deshaun Watson is just as talented as Patrick Mahomes. And I know that might throw a lot of people off guard, but when you take a look at the weapons and you take a look at the system that Patrick Mahomes is playing in, I mean, this guy's playing in the perfect system, the perfect team. As for Deshaun Watson, he came into the season, he lost arguably the best wide receiving that he might ever play with. Um, the coaching staff is holding him back, and he is still able time and time again every single Sunday to go out there and put on a remarkable show. So I don't know what you guys can do to slow Deshaun Watson down, even though I'm a <laughs> fan. I'm a reporter of the Texans. I kind of hope that you guys don't see too much of Deshaun Watson come Sunday because with two games left, you're 4-10. There's nothing to play with. There's nothing to play for. The last thing I want to do is see Deshaun Watson go out there and get hurt by playing meaningful, by playing meaningless football. And it scares me to a certain degree. So hopefully Romeo Cannell and the coaching staff will come to their senses and say, you know what, Deshaun, you go out there, get your feet wet a little bit, and we're going to put in A.J. McCarron for the majority of the game because I don't want nothing to happen to Deshaun Watson because the way 2020 has looked for not only the Texans but for the city of, but, but for the city of Houston in general, the last thing we need is to go out there and lose our franchise quarterback in one of these last two games of the regular season. Is that a possibility? Is that something they're talking about, benching Watson for A.J. McCarron? Because there's a whole A.J. McCarron revenge angle on the Bengals, if that's the case. Well, there you go. But no, not not a, <laughs> not right now. I knew I know last week after we suffered that awful blowout loss against the Chicago Bears, there was um, some chatters amongst us reporters, and we asked Romeo Cannell and Tim Kelly and the rest of the coaching staff, you know, would you guys consider sitting um, not just Deshaun Watson but J.J. Watt as well because – you know, like I just mentioned, the last thing you want to do is risk the health of these guys and have them suffer a devastating injury that can not only affect 2021, but possibly beyond. And then that can also affect the coaching search and the, and the general manager search and all the whole entire coaching staff. And along with Watt and Watson, they all say, you know, if they're healthy, they're going to go out there and give this franchise, this team and in this city, they're all out on the field. Um, but as of right now, at the time of this recording, they shot those rumors down. But I'm pretty sure, hopefully, I, there's something I'm hoping for, that they at least limit their time on the field. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do that. John, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the defense for a second. Who should the, the Bengals be worried about in this one? It's either going to be Ryan Finley or Brandon <laughs> Allen at quarterback. And uh, the Bengals offense, certainly not scaring people. So who's, uh, who's scary on the, the Texan side of the ball? Uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Hey, let me tell you something. Ryan Finley just got his first win on Monday. Ryan Finley dropped a, a Finley dropped a couple of beautiful passes on Monday. Ryan Finley just beat the best defense in the league. I think Ryan Finley will will have a a, a career day against Houston Sunday. And I'm not I. I I wish people could see your, your reaction when I say that, but I'm, I'm serious. Listen, we gave a rookie quarterback out of Jacksonville his first uh, week started. He threw for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. 
Do I think Ryan Finley can throw for 300 yards in this league playing against the Houston Texans? Absolutely. We're bad on all four phases, three phases of the defense. Right? We're not stopping the run. So uh, P. Ryan is is um, Joe Mixon. Be, will he be back? He will not Sunday? be back. So it's it's Geo and and P. Ryan He's and still dated. Uh, okay. and Williams. Yep. So, so they will they will be able to collectively do a very good job uh, for you guys on Sunday. I think that you know uh, between the three of them, they rush for over 110 yards. Um, so we, we, we have a hard time stopping the run. We don't really get out of the pass rush. The one thing that the Texans do not do is create turnovers. There's nobody on this defense that Ryan Finley should really fear. Uh, I, w- I would mention if, if any of those, if Jacob Martin gets some playing time, uh, over 35% of snaps, then we can see Jacob Martin, who doesn't need a lot of playing time to get a sack or two. I, I can see him maybe causing some pressure uh, Sunday against the Bengals and from Ryan Finley. But overall, throughout this entire year, if you can go back to a game, a string of games, and say, well, this player is really uh, dominating for Houston and making a difference, then, hey, I'll buy you lunch. (laughs) But it's not going to happen. That's how bad our defense has been. And there's been a lot of talk that, you know, Zach Cunningham, who leads the AFC in tackles, should have made the Pro Bowl. Even I don't think he's a factor for Sunday's game. I don't think he's a player that should put fear, so to speak, in Ryan Finley's eyes. He just went up against the best defense in the NFL. Now you're going to play the 31st? It'd be all right. Like, you know, Ryan Finley may go out there and throw for 316, three touchdowns, and, you know, well, maybe a forced fumble there because he's just Ryan Finley, but that's just what it is. Ryan Finley optimism. That's what that is. That's what that is, is what it is, is what it is. You want optimistic. You want to win out. But Locked on Texans, they're buying Ryan Finley stock. We will be back on Sunday evening to to recap whatever happens in Houston for your Cincinnati Bengals. For Jake Lisko, I'm James Erpine. Have a Merry Christmas. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.